Welcome to Not A Faker's That Boy Malcolm Random Crap Show. This is your host, That Boy Malcolm. Hey, how you doing? This is a beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning, a week after the Super Bowl. Um, a lot of things on my mind today, uh, but... I'm gonna do a little bit something different today than than normal. Uh, um, I'm kind of gonna get it a little bit personal, but but, but before I do that, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick to sports for a while because uh, I'm gonna get off topic today, and I'm gonna talk about something a little bit more personal that's not sports related. It's more of a life relation thing. I told you guys I'm. This is not gonna be strictly a sports podcast, even though I'm a huge fan of sport, uh, huge fan of a lot of forms of entertainment. Um, but I'm I'm gonna start the show off though. I am gonna start the show off uh, sports related. Uh, the Super Bowl was just last week, uh, as you, as we all know, the the um, the New England Patriots defeated the Seattle uh, Seahawks, and the internet and the world exploded as uh, as the Seahawks basically blew it, as everybody would say. Everybody would say that they blew it. They had the game won. I mean, they had a chance to take the lead. With time, which with a little short time remaining, and I think people don't realize. I mean, people. I think people either are overthinking it or underthinking it. I think people they're criticizing they're criticizing Pete Carroll and the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks on play selection. And there's all this conspiracy theories claiming that the reason why they call a pass play in the situation was because they didn't want Marshawn Lynch to be the hero. They wanted Russell Wilson to be the hero because Russell Wilson, they're going to pretty much break the bank for him this oncoming offseason. He's going to get a healthy new contract. And they, they Seahawks have already let it be known that uh, Marshall and Lynch time is coming to a close in Seattle. I think he has one year remaining, or I could be mistaken. That last year could be his last year on this contract, but I think he has one year remaining on his contract. And and some people are somewhat sick of his act at, in Seattle, but they don't. You know, they, they pushed, you know, they supported him because he he gave them something. He, you know, beast mode, basically. And also the fact that running backs in this league, one or a dime a dozen, as some would say. I don't know if Marshawn Lynch is a dime a dozen guy. Uh, he's been consistently a damaging runner. He's probably the most effective power running back since uh, Chris Nicoye, I will go back to say, Kevin Mack days. Guys that just didn't, who wanted wanted to cause a collision, collision on the field instead of, you know, guys who avoided collisions. He would rather run through you, over you, than run around you and run past you. 
Um, well, some would say Earl Campbell. That's the name you get a lot of in comparison to Marshawn Lynch. But um, I think it's a little bit more complicated. I mean, a little bit more compli- complicated, but simple. As I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but it, when I explain... When I explain to you the situation, first of all, you know what? Let's crank the WCW theme music as I break down what happened in that situation. Okay. First of all, everybody remembers the, the great pass by Russell Wilson uh, hitting J- Jermaine Curse, the 33 yard pass. Uh, probably one of the best catches. It's up there. It's one of the best catches in the Super Bowl. Uh, basically, uh, Malcolm Butler made a play on the ball. Ball, ball. I think it was Malcolm Butler who made the play. Maybe I know he made the tackle, but uh, the, but uh, Jermaine Curse made a hell of a catch. Uh, ball was tipped, falls to the ground. It's kind of reminiscent of. Uh, the I think Antonio Freeman catch against Chris Dishman uh, back in uh, Green Bay a few years back. Um, but yes, yes, yes. Uh, Thirty-eight yard pass, uh, Russell Wilson to Jermaine Curse. And what people kind of ignore about that situation it was one fifteen. I mean one fourteen remaining before that when that ball was when the ball was snapped. And people forget that Seattle called a timeout with 106 remaining because they couldn't get a play in in that situation. It's, this is kind of hinting to what I'm, I mean, it's a, my first hint to what I'm getting to what I think happened during this situation. Now, the very next play, they ran the ball with Marshawn Lynch. Uh, a little, I think it was a sweep to the, to the left. And he got like four yards. Uh, 106 on the clock when that, like I said, the timeout was called. 106 on the clock in that situation. The very next play after that, Russell Wilson with 26 seconds remaining on the clock. He throws a pass intended for a Ricardo Lockman, picked off by Malcolm Butler. And on that play, on that play, Malcolm Butler basically knew what was going on that play he knew the play call he knew the route running um Seattle tried to run a a pick on uh one of the corners I can't think of who it was causing the pick I think it was uh I think it was a curse during the pick but I could be wrong but it was a quick slant by Lockett and Butler five yards deep into the end zone ran straight to where the pass was coming and just picked it off making the game clinching interception now it's the reason why I bring up the time if you notice from the first play the the, the pass uh, Jermaine Curse reception with 114 remaining and then the clock runs down to 106 because Seattle didn't get a play call in. Why didn't Seattle get a play call in in that situation? 
And also for the same situation after the Marshawn Lynch four yard carry, the clock runs down to 26 seconds. Now, the reason why Carroll said they, they ran the play they ran is because it was a throwaway play. They wanted to get be able to have three opportunities to score a touchdown. And in in that situation, if they would have called they would have called a play a little quicker after the Marshawn Lynch play. They would have had those three plays. They could have ran it three times in that situation with 106 remaining. What I believe happened is an assumption was made by Pete Carroll. The assumption was that the New England Patriots was going to call a timeout. I think the assumption was made Belichick was going to call a timeout after the, the reception by Curse. It didn't happen. That's the reason why they didn't get a play in. And I think they, that the assumption was made by Carroll that they was going to call a timeout after the Marshawn Lynch rush. And I honestly believe that Bill Belichick not calling a timeout is the reason why you did you saw that pass and play. It, because, because I think Seattle panicked after after the timeout was the second timeout wasn't called. I mean, the uh, timeout wasn't called on the uh, after the uh, Marshawn Lynch play. That's what I believe will happen. Because of no timeout, I think Seattle rushed the play out, and that's the reason why they say throwaway play. They threw away a play because they didn't know they didn't have they didn't have any idea of what they would do in that situation, and they wanted three opportunities to score. Belichick basically outsmarted Pete Carroll. That's what I'm getting at, and and that's the reason why. You have New England becoming Super Bowl champs. But, as I would say, hell of a game. Hell of a game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got the little ice train. See, I had to go a little different today. I, I brought in ice train and Alice Wright WCW theme. So, you know, I have to chuck a little WCW theme, but you have to uh, give give people something they never heard or don't quite remember. You got to remember this is like mid to late 90s here. Actually mid 90s. Ice Train, yeah, no one. A lot of you guys don't remember him, but yeah, big 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 muscular dude. Well, big dude. <laughs> um now the other controversy when it came to the Super Bowl was uh this all this talk about Marshawn Lynch, the media was upset that Marshawn Lynch wasn't answering questions. Fans taking Marshawn Lynch's side, saying, well, the media don't ask good questions and and stuff like that. Now, where I come off with it at, uh, let, me, let me turn my mic down a little bit. I think I got a little too high. Um, what, what I come off with it with is, I believe, I'm kind of neutral. I understand the media is required to show up. They have to just in case if Marshawn Lynch says something, you you don't want to be the guy from your newspaper or or uh, website or or TV network 
who's not there to catch that quote. That that would probably be you. You would get ridiculed. You would never get the Super Bowl again. At, uh, you would lose the NBA titles. You would lose. I mean, uh, NBA championship series. You would, whatever your forte. If you're the big guy to go get quotes and media locker room guy to go get quotes all the time. You will lose a lot of media privileges if you're not there when Marshawn Lynch actually says something. Now, now I think the media is getting a little too upset at Marshawn Lynch because they're demanding a quote from a guy who doesn't want to talk to him. I think, I think you could have, they might have had a chance of manipulating the situation a little bit better to get Marshawn to at least say something. Like at the Super Bowl when he was wearing the hat, why no one in the media noticed that, you know, this new hat, um, new hat he was wearing and, and or, you know, his little foundation he's, he, he has going in uh, the California area, Southern Cal- California area. What, you didn't really have to... You know, interview him about football. You didn't have to ask him questions about football. I know you want to ask questions about football, but I guess I don't know. It's the term icebreaker. <laughs> Obviously, if I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, there's a possibility if you mention the hat or you talk about, you know, some of his foundations or whatever. He may think you know it may throw him off, and he may respond because it's a little publicity. Because it is the Super Bowl. If you're gonna actually convince Marshawn Lynch to talk, he may be willing to talk about something, you know, to promote himself or promote something he cares about. For instance, the hat. He this is a this is something he's making money off of. He never wore that hat before, but you know, bring it up. You know, bring up his foundations. Maybe he he thinks to himself, well, you know what? I could talk about this. You could have got you might. You might might have got something out of him, and then you probably could have got a, he probably would have got a football quote out of it also, if you would have came with a better icebreaker. But I think people were getting a little too upset with him, and and I, I honestly I think what happened is because if you word off with Marsh, the little Marshawn did say, he says the quote, "You guys are gonna write about." Whatever it is, you're gonna write anyway. So why do I have to say anything to you guys? It, and and it reeks of suspicion, suspicions that someone at some point or some time period said something about him that wasn't true, and that hurt him. And you know, athletes are sensitive. We don't like to admit it, but yeah, they they could be sensitive, and it can make you miserable. And unhappy, and that that I think that's what pretty much happened. Uh, happiness is an important uh, is a is a critical thing in our lives. A lot of us don't have happiness. Uh, a lot of us have a full of happiness, and that's what we go by. That's what we live by. Some people are naive to the world and straight happy because they don't know anything. Some people are just miserable because they know a lot. Or some people have things work out for them that makes them happy. Um, mm, that's what I want to kind of get into. Um, on a personal level, happiness, the whole subject of happiness. Now, as it comes to myself, 
I, I saw, you know, I'm on Facebook as everybody else and, you know, social media. And I saw a fr- uh, person mention the question the last, when the last time you, you was really happy, like permanently happy or whatever. And I can honestly say I've never been permanently happy, like everything working out to make me happy. Uh, on that personal level, I've, when it comes to me, happiness is moment to moment instead of I just feel happy with life. I um and which brings me to you know reading the definition of happiness, the quality or state of being happy, good fortune, pleasure, content and joy. Now that that is where I'm getting at when it comes to happy uh, happiness, uh, for instance, uh, what makes me happy, I'm currently, today, I'm going to go to San Antonio or Dallas, I made my mind out, actually, I'm going to San Antonio, going to San Antonio to do something I want to do, uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, professional wrestling, I like going to independent wrestling shows, snuck up and went, uh, a couple of years ago, because, um, uh, female wrestler, uh, Alyssa Flash, who I'm going to straight up say is my favorite wrestler. I didn't say female wrestler. I said wrestler because Melissa Anderson, also known as, uh, what is, uh, cheerleader Melissa. Uh, This girl is phenomenal in the ring, rough, tough. I don't know. It's just, I always, always say it's my wrestling crush. Um, Because I just like the way she wrestles and, and it's very aggressive and very, very, very rough. And it's just a beautiful joy to watch that. Uh, I I pretty much watch a lot of wrestling. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest wrestling fan, but I'm a huge wrestling fan. I'm going to an independent wrestling show. I watch all kinds of wrestling. Uh, TNA, WWE. Uh, just got into New Japan Wrestling. SSTV shows it on Friday uh, at 8, 8 o'clock uh, Central Time. Um, becoming a fan of that. I, I, I like what I see there. That It kind of remind. It kind of gave me a WCW feel to it. Uh, even though it's in Japan, but it's a big crowd. Uh, uh, a little wild wrestling. Uh, I, I would compare it to besides just WCW as in feel because that's the atmosphere reminds me of WCW because it's not it, it wasn't a WWE look but it was kind of a, a throwback wrestling look that's why I'm going with WCW because that was the alternative back in the uh, mid in the 90s um, but yeah it had a little WCW feel to it and. Uh, from what I've seen, it, it is, uh, well, another compare, compare, thing I compare it to is Ring of Honor, but that's more to do with in-ring style. The in-ring style, uh, Ring of Honor, but as in, like, the, the atmosphere of WCW, that's what it reminded me of. Um, I watch, yeah, and I watch Ring of Honor. I just mentioned Ring of Honor. I watch Ring of Honor. I record it every weekend. When I'm not in town or not home, and I'm, or I'm out or not able to watch or sleep because I 
have screwed up sleeping schedules, so I sleep when I sleep on the weekends. Um, I watch a little uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, if you WWE fans, you pretty much a lot of the major guys went through Ring of Honor. Daniel Bryan, uh, Tony Cesaro, Seth Rollins. Uh, a lot of guys, uh, even Dean Ambrose, uh, CM Punk went through Ring of Honor. So a lot of guys went through Ring of Honor, and uh, it's probably the most. If you're a pure wrestling fan, you want kind of an independent feel, but presented on television. Ring of Honor is probably the best option American-wise to check out. Uh, TNA is kind of a. It's a good feel. It it, it it tries to be more major. Try to give itself a major look. Is the talent is pretty good. Uh, problem I have with TNA is is I think they're trying to get too big for their britches yet. Uh, trying to compete with WWE, and I think they should just focus on trying to build their talent, build their roster. It it's. It's, it was, I would say, it was the number two wrestling company, but now that's questionable, especially with New Japan being on television and with TNA losing a spike contract, uh, moving to destination television. Now, but I'm kind of getting off subject because I want to focus on the ideal of happiness. Um, I'm also going to the zoo today. <laughs> See how you, you can just get distracted. I'm going to the zoo today uh, while I'm in San Antonio because I heard they have a great zoo. I actually plan on going to the zoo in San Antonio, going to the zoo in Fort Worth, and going to the zoo in Dallas. I want to check out all the zoos in the state. I mean, the major zoos in the tri-state area. In the, uh, well, tri-state. In the triangle, the Texas triangle. I've uh, been to the one in Austin. Uh, went to the one in Houston for the first time since I was a kid. Enjoy myself. I usually do these things by myself, and I was an, that's another thing people always question me on is why do I do so many things by myself? I go to movies, go to comedy shows, and the reason why I do these things by myself is because one, it makes it makes me happy. And going back to definitions terms here, happy, delighted, pleased, or glad. As over particular, as over a particular thing, also characters characterized by or indicated of pleasure, contempt, and or joy. Uh, and as I was saying, it goes moment to moment. Happiness goes moment to moment. Uh, when it comes to me, like I say, I come home sometimes. I pop in the uh. uh on my PlayStation 3, play Grand Theft Auto for a plan doing one hour, and next thing you know, it turns seven hours later, and I'm still I'm shooting at random people in the street, or I get into some beef with some idiot online because you know he sniped me, and I got to get that kill back, and then next thing you know, that one hour turns into freaking seven hours. <laughs> um, now, now. Why do I need to seek these moments of happiness? Because, you know, why can't just be happy, be happy, happy? It's because um, I don't know if I really have the things surrounding me to make me 
on that permanent happy happiness level. I would say at times I am miserable, but I would say I'm not in some kind of depression. Uh, going back to definition, miserable, wretchedly unhappy, uneasy, or uncomfortable. And I try to keep myself away from those situations that makes me that makes me feel like that. Uh, but sometimes I'm sitting at home and a little uncomfortable because I'm I'm I am alone. I am going to the movies by myself. I am going to the zoo by myself. I am going to watch wrestling by myself. Even though when I get to places like when I go watch wrestling and independent shows, if you go to quite a few of them, you start to run into the same people. And so you do have familiar faces there, but I am still showing up there by myself. Uh, I'm not going through any kind of depression, though, a uh, feeling of severe despondency or dejection. Uh, nah, that's not me. I, I, I don't feel dejected or anything. I, I feel like when I want to do something, I can occlude someone if I really want to or if if you know if someone wants to do something i can do it with them i just i i don't know i just i guess i feel more comfortable doing things by myself because um when i do them by myself i don't have to wait on anyone which partially that miserable you know, that whole miserable thing you know because i'm waiting on someone or i'm someone they cancel at the last minute and and I prepared myself for, hmm, I'm going to Six Flags up in Dallas. Huh, I want somebody to come with me. So now I made these plans to help this person come with me. I buy a ticket or something like that. And that's 40 freaking dollars down the drain. I, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine's I was just a couple of years ago, Kevin Hart concert. Uh, I went and bought these tickets to go see Kevin Hart. They was like $50 each, right? And I go to pick them up the day of the concert. They're not answering their phone. I go knock on their door. They're not answering their door. Basically, I got stood up. Uh, next thing you know, I'm calling 100 people trying to get them to go at the last freaking second. I'm getting turned down left and right. Somehow, I found someone to want to go to actually go. Uh, that was a company show down here in Austin. Uh, uh, Natasha Legerio. Want to see her perform? Uh, couldn't find anyone to go, or you know. But what's funny about this is, is at the same time when I do this, uh, app when I do things by myself, I get these calls and texts. Why he invite me? And when I do invite people to do things, they don't show up, and that's going back to that miserable thing. And it's like, forget it. I. Just, what I do now is, hey, I'm doing this. I even announce it on Facebook. Hey, I'm doing this. And if you want to show up, you just freaking show up. Like I said, I'm going to zoo today. I'm going to watch uh, River City Wrestling today. One day I'm going to go catch myself up in uh, up in uh, Dallas and catch some Metroplex Wrestling. I'm, I actually want to also catch some uh, Reality of Wrestling in Houston. Haven't caught those yet. Uh but yeah, like I said, big fan of wrestling. Getting off the subject. Um, but like those times being stood up kind of makes me, you know, it goes to that feeling of uh, feeling a little unappreciated at times. And that is part of that miserable stage I was, I was just, I, I mentioned earlier. Um, 
that was an incident about a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to hang out with a friend of mine's good friend. Um, they literally, I'm on the phone with this person, uh, with her, uh, as female, and she's literally on the phone, like telling me, I mean, like earlier, like a few days earlier, she tells me how she can't stand someone, which I, I always know there's bull crap. A lot of times when it comes to women, when you don't, you can't stand someone, you, that, that's an emotional, you know, string that means there's something there that when you, cause when it comes to women, it's, it either make you love them or hate them. That means they have an emotional bond with you. So therefore you are still important because either they hate you or they love you pretty much. But, but this is kind of evidence of that. Uh, this person got off the phone with me, a short conversation. I mean, what would got off the phone with me, got on the phone with that person, then got right back on the phone with me to tell me they was on the phone with somebody that apparently they didn't like. And it's just like, really? So in my mind, you know, a good, a good quote by a smart man, uh, Check out the Beige Phillips show. It's a good podcast online. Uh, if you feel a tingling in your balls, you're about to get kicked in the nuts. And yeah, I felt that tingling in my balls and I got kicked in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this person basically canceled plans on me that night. And I, I pretty much recently told her about it, and, you know. I hold nothing against her about it. It's more of a me thing. Honestly, it was more of a my, my fuck up. Because I made this expectation of a person doing, you know, dropping a ball for me. Which I really, to be honest, I, I can honestly say I really don't have much experience with, you know, that or people looking out fully for me unless they're family related. Family, yeah, they'll look out for me, you know. But that's expected. Family, you know, family will always look out for you because they know you since you was a freaking kid. They're gonna look out for you. So, but when it comes, oh, and and um, yeah, they'll look out for you. But when it comes to other people, I've never been that top priority, and I understand it's. Like I say, I'm going back to the great quote. It's my fault. <laughs> um, I don't think I do a very good job of uh, letting people end enough to invest so they do have me as more of a top. I, I probably I avoid people trying to make me a top priority. But then, it, like I say, my fault. Um... Going back to, like I mentioned earlier, that person who I, uh, it was a different person, a person I invited to the Kevin Hart concert. Very important, very important person to me. Pretty much counseled on, I mean, didn't even counsel, just basically stood me up. Um, my fault again. Because I expected this person to come through. I should have been prepared. <laughs> These are things that guys go through in their minds sometimes when when they're looking out, for, I mean, when they're doing things for other people or, you know, uh, women never really think about this. How does it feel to get stood up? How does it feel to uh, 
to have a person not come through? How does it feel for a person to basically say you're not as important to me than you think? And, and it's also the reason why some guys put up these walls to say, hey, uh, no, don't, you know, don't test me. Basically, get away. I, I'm not going to let you in. The reason why is because you haven't given anything to make me feel like you deserve to be in. Um, now, the reason why I say it's my fault is because I don't emphasize my own value at times. Going back to miserable. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, From what people tell me, I'm a good dude. I look out for people. Uh, I like to see people happy. I like to keep people happy around me. Now, I always would like to help people when somebody's in trouble. I, I I want to be that first person you call or maybe that second or third. I want to be a top person you call when you need help. I know I maybe I got some kind of superhero syndrome or something, but I like to come through for people. I don't like to fail people, but I like to give people what they need sometimes and sometimes... I am willing to say when you are doing something wrong, hey, this is wrong. You're screwing up. You're fucking up. Uh, some That's not always appreciated from people live right when it happens, but it's, sometimes it's appreciated down the road. I've had people who were upset with me for years, and then all of a sudden they come back to me and it's like, you know what, you were right about this. You know what? I wasn't thinking. That was some pretty messed up thing I did. Um, that happens. Sometimes you got to take away something from people. Take away something from people before they can understand your value. And that's what I'm... I tend to do more now. But I need to realize that's... To stay focused on that, okay? I want this person to, to see my value. So I can't just continue to do the things... They want, they like about me because they will take it for granted. So sometimes you got to cut people, cut things away from people. It's just like when you're like a kid, your parent buy you, uh, buy you something, a toy or something like that. Sometimes as a punishment, they just take the toy away. (laughs) And what happens is you appreciate that toy and you appreciate the fact that that parent bought that toy and you get that toy back. You, you're happy. You're happy again, but but before to get that toy taken away, you become complacent and you don't appreciate the fact that and you you, you become a little disrespectful in in some terms. Or you just you act out. You think, oh, well, what are you gonna do? Oh, and then parent takes away that 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 thing. Sometimes you gotta do that with adults too, and that's how you uh, you have to enforce your. Uh, enforce your value so that's what I have to do it's one of these things that I have to do more to inflict that happiness to showcase that happiness to keep that happiness around because what happens is when people appreciate that value they appreciate you and when it comes to me when the one thing that makes me happy also one of the things if you to do to make me feel happy is the simple thank yous, the, the simple appreciation for when I do do things for for you. 
even though I'm not doing it for the happiness part, but it's kind of good, uh, a good thing to feel appreciated. Now, I don't have, like some people, they have their things they do when, when they're going through issues or going through pain. They have their things they do to as an outlet for their pain or whatever. Maybe this would be my new thing. I'm, I'm Like I say, uh, this podcast, I, it's probably one of the things that made me more happy than, than most is doing this podcast. Uh, I enjoy doing this. Even though sometimes getting prepared for it is a pain in the butt, but when I do it and and I listen to myself, I kind of enjoy what I'm doing. I don't know. Maybe this one's gonna be different because I'm getting a little personal. Maybe I'm babbling or whatever. Maybe maybe this one will suck. I don't care because <laughs> I'm enjoying the idea of doing this. Um, I'm opening that window up. Um. I don't, I'm not one of those people who have these responsibilities. I don't, I don't have no kids. Uh, my only responsibility is myself. I don't have people, a, a significant other in my life. I'm not married. I've been single. I've been single for a while. Uh, well, a long time. So uh, coming up on eight years. And about, actually it's been eight years. It, it turned eight years like in January. Um. Now nah, I'm not saying I ain't been dating or anything like that. I've went out with a few women here and there, uh, but nothing to jump on a level of a relationship. So, no kids, uh, no real priorities. Even though I like to look out for people, uh, that that brings me joy. But I don't have that priority. I don't have that that kid that I gotta make happy or that wife that I gotta make happy I don't I don't have that responsibility so the reason now the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because usually I always mention this every year that's two times a year mid-February and early July I go into these little spells of distancing myself from people. Like, people don't understand why I do it. And, like I say, I do, I have things that keeps me, my brain going, that keeps me excited or keeps me happy or whatever. And what happens is, I'm a big sports fan. I lose around this time of year. You know, you had a Super Bowl. The Super Bowl happens, and then I have that distraction go away that I have that brings me joy, which is, you know, f- football, uh, same as, uh, uh, Jan- uh, I say early July, and the reason why I say early July is because NBA ends in June, mid-June, got my birthday come up at the end of July, and then after my birthday, there's pretty much nothing going on that to get too excited about, there's really big boxing fan, there's no fights coming up. In, in, usually around late June, maybe sometimes there is, but 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 there you know there's no huge blockbuster fight to look forward to. There's baseball is in the mid season and the Astros them sucked for the last five years, uh, so I get in that mode of uh, dissing myself because I don't want to bring others down with me. That like I say that miserable feeling. I don't because I know. 
if you're miserable, the people around you start to feel miserable. So I kind of distance myself from people. Uh, some people worry, and that's the reason why I keep saying I'm not at a stage of uh, feeling severe despondency or dejection because people inc- want to include me. So I'm not depressed. I'm not in a depression. I just I just need space for a short time so I don't make you as miserable as I am. So when, when that time period ends, I'm back happy. And you you can enjoy having me around. Um, now, another thing I want to talk about. Well, you know what? I'm gonna just bring the light up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Was, um, maybe not bring the light up, but different discussion. So let's talk about what's going on in sports news right now. Uh, I don't know. Recently, you've heard about uh, Warren Sapp and uh, Greg Anthony. Uh, <laughs> funny cases uh both of them uh got caught with prostitutes or in the prostitute you know trying to get a prostitute or Warren Sapp's case he had a prostitute pretty much got into altercation probably over money that's my assumption and the police were called at the hotel room and they basically arrested him for uh basically getting a prostitute uh and for uh, assault. And in Greg Anthony's case, I think he got caught by an undercover police officer. I think. I could be wrong on that. Or I could have been a prostitute, but who basically told on him or whatever. Now, the reason why I bring this up is this is kind of a opinion of mine. Uh, I asked the question because I've been overseas. I've been in Germany for a couple of years uh, when I was younger and I tend to realize I talk I've I, I tend to hear people talk about going to other places uh, Brazil uh, Spain uh, you know just other countries or whatever and where prostitution is legal and I have to ask why is prostitution illegal in the US and it's a good question now, some people want to bring the moralistic standard in there, there, but morally, it doesn't make sense for the things that we do allow, but we allow, we make that illegal. And honestly, what I feel, it really doesn't hurt the people. Like, people think, well, it, it, it could hurt women. Well, women who are prostitutes are usually women who choose to be prostitutes. You can do things... You, and the, like I say, in other countries, they do things to prevent women who don't want I mean, being forced into it. You can you can prevent that, especially if you have you can regulate it. People say you can't tax it. You can tax it. There's a lot of things you can do. Uh, you you got legal prostitution in the state of Nevada. Um, the cat houses, uh, license and everything. <laughs> uh, um. Tommy Sotomayor's made the quote, if you put cameras in a room, then it's no longer prostitution. Now you're doing a porno, <laughs> which is a, a, a funny quote, but it's actually true. So this whole idea of morals or whatever, I, I find it utterly bullshit. But <laughs> it's just my opinion on that. Uh, 
But it goes into the subject I was talking about happiness. Maybe these guys were looking for a moment of happiness that they could purchase for a short time and period to get by. And people will say, well, what about their families, their wives and all this? Yeah. You know what these guys did? They, instead of courting another woman, they went and tried to purchase sex with no relationship involved. In a way, these guys are wealthy men. These guys are men with their face all on television. Uh, these guys could have gotten women elsewhere, but the reason, but they would have to go through that stage of, you know, relation, uh, convincing the woman that it is okay, relationship and all that, and filling them and all that. And I think that's worse for the wife. Because you're giving time, and the most valuable thing that a man can give a woman is his time. So, if if a dude is giving his time away, then he's valuing another person. So, this is what they did. They they didn't want to give someone their most valuable asset, and they wanted something. And that... I, I'm bum. I know I'm babbling here, but it's just my opinion. I, I just think that the idea of uh, th- this idea that this should be illegal because you, you can't. Because I think that it's just laziness is the reason why it's illegal because they don't want to do the things that could bring this. Because this could bring revenues. It's like drugs can bring certain drugs legalizing it can bring a certain revenue. I think. They don't, uh, certain people uh, on the government end don't want to, want to, they don't feel comfortable because they feel like these are the things that would drive, drive citizens mad that they will object to that could ruin their political career. But at the same time, there's a, a bunch of people who would say, why is it illegal? They can't answer why. Besides saying it's a moral issue, and for a country that has the freedom of religion, you basically saying that it's your choice to believe what you want to believe. So, wouldn't morality uh, come into that frame of believing what you want to believe? Therefore, what makes my morality feel good? It's not the same thing that makes your morality feel good. So if you don't like it, just don't don't smoke weed. If you don't, if it's against your morals, don't smoke weed. Uh, don't get a prostitute. Uh, you know, just don't do these things. <laughs> now, another thing uh, that cracked me up this weekend uh, as of the Super Bowl, Julian Edelman, uh, a girl met a girl from Tinder. This is a funny story. Julian Edelman met a girl from Tinder, and the girl posted on Tinder a picture of him sleeping in the bed. I mean, she didn't post it on Tinder. I think she posted on either Twitter or maybe Instagram of Julian Edelman in the bed, and she's like, yeah, I I fuck Julian Edelman. (laughs) Women, stop this crap. It is the dumbest thing that you're doing. It's this whole... Uh, 
I'm important. I'm, you validating yourself through sex, and you wonder why men look at you as a sexual object, but you only validate yourself through sex. That's how you know you're awesome is because who you have sex with. Kind of a contradictory. Uh, but that is a funny case. It's funny because why is Julian Edelman, uh, who just won a Super Bowl, uh, caught the winning, I think it was the winning touchdown pass. Yes, it was a winning touchdown pass. Scouting for women on Tinder. That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> um, and my last thing I'm going to get off of on is, uh, I don't know if you heard about Rasheed Wallace's uh, wife. Who's uh who he recently divorced with? Who he he uh she's seeking more money from him. Um, she's seeking. He's given ten thousand a month, uh, in alimony pay, temporary alimony, uh, and she's seeking more money. Um, this is here's the deal. She's upset because uh because Rasheed basically moved to another state, divorced her. Uh, agreed to pay her ten thousand a month and refused to talk to her. And I know everybody's like, "Why won't he talk?" Maybe, maybe the the whole discussion should be maybe why is she such an asshole that he doesn't want to talk to her? <laughs> why that? Maybe she one of those women that uh drove him freaking crazy, and he just. Say I'm done with you. Um, according to Rashid's wife, Fatima, he pulled up, pulled a Harlem Knights. This is what the report says, and just decided not to come home one day. And they have been battling over divorce ever since. Jackson Stiletto, Jill has, I mean, has the details on why. Okay. The problem is, uh, she has moved to North Carolina, and fled, fled, fled. I mean, and filed for divorce. Fatima wants divorce ruling overturned, claiming that Rashid doesn't live in North Carolina because his license, income taxes, and bank accounts are in Michigan. Fatima said in 2013, Rashid stopped answering her phone calls, didn't return home after retiring from the Knicks. She also wants prenup thrown, claiming the you uh, claiming he used fraud to get her to sign it. She is paying ten thousand a month temporary support, as, but his wife wants half his assets. You can say it. You uh, you can say in this battle, both teams played hard. I a little quote on Rashid. Uh, <laughs> She just said, "Look, man, I'm gonna give you ten thousand a month. You can have the house. You can have the stuff. I'm out of here." She can basically just sell the stuff that she got and take that ten thousand for temporary and basically save up and be done with her life, basically. But for whatever reason, she wants to hurt Rasheed back because he left her. But maybe you was hurting him before that. Is the reason why he left. He quit playing NBA. He quit his NBA career. So what was you saying around that time he was re- before he retired? What made him so unhappy with you that he says, 
hmm, this is the last game I'm playing the NBA, and I'm not going to spend any time with you after that. I'm going to go to North Carolina. I'm going to be going to Portland. I'm going to just travel the freaking country, and I'm not even going to talk to you. Let's just say both teams play hard. Uh, Rasheed wasn't happy. Now, I don't want to end this on a negative note, but I want to just talk about the ideal of happiness and why, uh, I don't know, this could be my worst podcast. I might just put it up and it might just suck. I don't give a dang. But (laughs) I just want to discuss this ideal of happiness. and I think I have this feeling that I need to seek more happiness. And I I have to be wise on my decisions on what I do to be happy. And I'm, I'm always try to things that makes me feel happy. I'm a, like I say, go to the theme parks. I'm gonna go to watch my sports. I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch my wrestling. I'm gonna I'm gonna find other things. There's some things that I'm I haven't realized that it makes me like I said. I just discovered doing these podcasts make me feel a little a little happy. Uh, maybe there are some other things I'm gonna introduce myself to that makes me feel happy. But I don't think a person could ever make me feel happy. I don't, I don't think that's even possible. I've, I've always heard women ask that question. Uh, you haven't found that woman that makes you feel happy. And I think, honestly, I don't think there's a woman out there that can make me feel happy. And I can't search through happy, for happiness via a lady. I think the only way that I will find happiness is continuing to search and continue to, continuing doing the things that make me feel happy and maybe I get the life that I want to make me happy. So um I guess I'll wrap it up on this note. Um I'm Dad Boy Malcolms thanks for listening to the Dad Boy Malcolm uh thank that boy Malcolm. I mean, oh man, I'm screwing up my name on my own title of my show. Not a faker's that boy Malcolm random crap. Uh, I guess I gave you a little bit of the random crap today instead of just focusing on a sports topic. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, I would say subscribe, but uh, yeah, you can su- subscribe to me on SoundCloud. I know at some point I'll probably move this thing to, uh, to another site, or maybe I'll keep it at SoundCloud because I'm. I am doing my little investigating on SoundCloud. I kind of like it the way it's easy for me to to put the videos on SoundCloud. But, but I, I'm really interested in other sites. Uh, LeanSync, I think that's what it's called. That's an interesting podcast website. And Podbean is I'm I'm leaning towards Podbean because of uh, Podbean has the is is a affordable for me but uh guys uh thanks for listening uh keep uh hope hope you continue to listen and hopefully i give you subjects that if you didn't like this one maybe you'll get something later on down the road uh all right um back to jim jared my world yes big wrestling fan of course <laughs>